It's a Bruins game day, so we are previewing tonight's match against the Anaheim Ducks, taking a look at the top five teams around the NHL and looking at where the Bruins stack up against them, and also talking about the return of Pooh Bear, which is expected to be announced today with the new NHL reverse retro jerseys. So let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked B. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day, every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So open up your podcast app, go to YouTube, search up Locked On Boston Bruins, and smash that subscribe button so that each new episode is automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. For those of you on Twitter and Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years now, And we are getting ready for another game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Before I get into that, a quick correction corner from yesterday's podcast. In the mailbag section, I was asked to give my ideal lineup when everyone is healthy. And I neglected to include Pavel Zaka in there. So assuming... Craig Smith has moved out. Let's say Mike Riley has also moved out. Here's what the lineup would look like for me. Top line of Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Jake DeBrusque. Second line of Taylor Hall, David Krejci, David Posternock. Third line, you have Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle, A.J. Greer. And then on the fourth line, Nick Felino, Thomas Nosek, and Jacob Lauko with Jack Stanika as the extra skater. A lot of you pointed out that perhaps it would be better to keep the check line together, put Taylor Hall on the third line. I'm not so sure about that. I think you should keep the top six with the best players involved and... Just ride that. That's one of the best top sixes around the NHL. On defense, Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, Derek Forbort, Jakobs Borrell, and Anton Strahlman as the extra guy. So, apologies to Pavel Zaka for uh, forgetting you were a member of the Boston Bruins. Not really. I, I have him in my fantasy league. Tried to make a play for him in another one yesterday. And... Uh, Happy that he's a Bruin. Speaking of which, the Bruins are back in action tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, a team that has started 1-3 to begin the season, a minus-9 goal differential. 
They do have some players, however, who can fill the net. I don't think this is a team to be taken lightly. Their issues are mostly on the back end. Their goaltending has been atrocious. John Gibson so far, 1-2 with an 8.72 save percentage. But you still have to keep a lot of these forwards in check. Troy Terry with six points through four games. Trevor Zagrass, always dangerous. They added Ryan Strom. Former Bruin Frank Vetrano looking to have a bit of a revenge game. Mason McTavish, Jakob Silverberg, Max Comtois. The list goes on. And they have John Klingberg in the mix as well. So... You know, this is a team that has gotten off to a rough start. They are near the bottom of the NHL when it comes to possession numbers. 38.78 when it comes to shot attempt differential at 5-on-5. Very vulnerable team. The Bruins will be looking to get back on track after a disappointing effort the other night in Ottawa. This is a game the Bruins should win. They are skating this morning, and we'll get a better idea of who will be in the lineup. But I would like to posit that Jack Stanika should get into a game here sooner than later. They're keeping him up because he is a player that would have to go through waivers to be sent down. But there's no point keeping him up just to have him sit in the press box. You've already had some movement in the lineup with... Uh, Lauko sitting out for a game. Um, I really do think that it is time to get Jax Danica into some action. Now, the problem is he's a center, and they have center depth with Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, Nosik. So you either have to scratch Nosik, put him on the third, fourth line, Stanika, or you... Mix things up on the third line, put Stanika on the wing, or put Charlie Coyle on the wing to get him in. But it's serving nobody to have him sitting in the press box. And I'd like to see Jack Stanika get into the lineup sooner than later, ideally tonight. They've already played four games. He's watched them all. Jim Montgomery said, you know, he knows it's tough for guys to be sitting out. You got to be ready. Stay ready. And contribute when you do get the call. But it's got to be discouraging for Studnika. And, um, I mean, mix things up. Give him a chance. See what he's got in there. And make a determination from that point as to who's going to stick in the lineup. Uh, But some guys could use a night off. He can come in. You have that extra forward, so you might as well use it that's my suggestion for tonight's game a winnable game against the anaheim ducks i would expect linus allmark to be back in net for the bruins um, although perhaps they'll give swayman a chance to redeem himself build some confidence he said the other night that you know he's going to do everything he can to redeem himself after a poor performance from him, certainly, but also from the team as a whole. But he was really taking that on uh, on himself unnecessarily, but that's how goalies are uh, sometimes. 
Now, before we get to a new segment that I'm calling Cup Check, a quick word about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all football betting and the start of a new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, NHL action, NBA, MMA boxing, golf, and of course the NFL. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so you know if you're a longtime listener that I am a glass half full kind of guy when it comes to generally, but also talking about the Boston Bruins. And... I'm incorporating a new segment here on the podcast, a weekly segment called Cup Check. Now, there's kind of a double meaning, well, triple meaning there, really. Cup Check is, you know, the traditional Cup Check. It's also a look at where the Bruins sit in relation to the top teams in contention for the Stanley Cup. And it's also glass, cup, half full half empty where are we at with this team at this moment so if we look at the nhl standings there are four teams that remain undefeated the dallas stars carolina hurricanes calgary flames all a perfect 3-0-0 while the st louis blues who have for some reason only played two games 2-0-0 on the season the top team among them in terms of goal differential is dallas 13, 4, 3 against their plus 10. Carolina, Calgary uh, coming in next at plus 8 and plus 4, respectively. Now, I personally don't have Dallas as a legit Stanley Cup contender this season. I do think, however, that Carolina and Calgary are legit when it comes to competing for the Stanley Cup. The Stars, they do have a great mix of veterans and youth. They have an excellent goaltender in Jake Ottinger, who could certainly steal a game, a series for them. They're a team to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, But I had personally Calgary and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final as my preseason prediction. When it comes to underlying stats, Dallas... Not as encouraging possession-wise. They do have the plus 10 goal differential, but they have a 43.6 shot attempt differential, meaning they're giving up way more shot attempts than they are generating at 5-on-5. We've talked about PDO on the podcast before. That is a team's shooting percentage and a team's save percentage added up and the general sense is that teams will average out at around an even 
uh, 100. The Stars right now, they have a save percentage of 96.77, 5 on 5, a shooting percentage of 13.73 for a league high PDO of uh, 110.5, which is uh, which is very high. It means they are due for some regression either in goaltending or shooting percentage. Possession-wise, Calgary and Carolina rank second and third in shot attempt differential. Carolina 65.52, Flames at 59.23. The only team better, surprisingly, is the New Jersey Devils. They've generated 185 shot attempts, given up only 85, which is insane. And if they had any measure of goaltending, they would be off to a better start. But they have league-worst goaltending 5-on-5 at the moment. So Carolina, Calgary, legit teams. St. Louis kind of get need a couple more games to see what's going on there. Coming in after them, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Detroit Red Wings, each with records of 2-0-1 for 8-33 point percentages. Pittsburgh gets the edge with a plus-7 goal differential. The Bruins are tied in point percentage with a few other teams at a 3-1-0 record. The Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Vegas Golden Knights, and Florida Panthers slotting in there. The Bruins have the better of the goal differentials among those teams at plus six. So the Bruins, they're hanging in there with some of the best teams in the NHL to begin the season. And Boston's PDO at the moment is, uh, you know, middle of the pack. 13.21 13.21 shooting percentage. Their goaltending 88.04. That was obviously brought down by Jeremy Swayman's performance the other night. When it comes to shot attempt differential, the Bruins are 11th, 53.28. Expected goals for, that's looking not only at the shot attempts, but the quality of the shots. The Bruins are in uh, fifth at 57.16 behind the Devils, Penguins, Flames, Hurricanes. So let's talk big picture cup check here. The early succeeding teams in terms of points, record, underlying stats, the Calgary Flames, Carolina Hurricanes, that is a bona fide potential Stanley Cup final. Pittsburgh Penguins are off to a good start. Uh, Our Bruins, I'd say they're on the edge of the top five there. While the New Jersey Devils certainly seem to be a team to watch based on their strong underlying stats. If they could get some goaltending from Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek, they could be a team that slides up and challenges for a playoff spot. Dallas, a bit of a wild card. They're a team to keep an eye on for sure with their sparkling start, but their underlying numbers 
not as strong. So I'm looking glass half full at the Bruins. Strong underlying numbers. Pretty good start. The game the other night against the Senators, a bit of a write-off, although they did hang in there, and they are led by a league-leading offense that has produced 5.25 goals per game. They're supported by some good possession stats, and uh, it would be encouraging for them to get back on the winning track tonight against a very beatable team like the Anaheim Ducks. But at the moment, Calgary, Carolina looking like the two best teams in the NHL. Dallas is a team that has started hot that I could see regressing a bit, while New Jersey, I think, has the potential to rise up and be a bit more disruptive in the standings. Let me know what you think. Are the Boston Bruins a legit Stanley Cup contender this season? It's difficult to say when everybody is not healthy, uh, but I'm very excited about what this team can be once Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy are back in the mix. Coming up to end the podcast today, we're going to look at the expected return of Pooh Bear. But I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen today. Now make your second listen the game-to-game NHL podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So this morning, the NHL, all teams expected to release their reverse retro jerseys for this season. Last year, it was all about Meth Bear and the return of the shoulder patch that was worn from around 1981 to 1995. That was my favorite version of the Bruins jersey. Clean, spoke to be in the middle, jersey patch. I loved it. I think they should bring that jersey back full time. The reverse retro jersey last season. Took that meth bear shoulder patch. Put it right in the middle. Loved it. I bought the toque. I'm not a huge jersey guy myself. But I'll buy a t-shirt. I'll buy the toque with the logo. Now. There were a couple teases yesterday. Didn't really reveal much. But it's largely believed that the Bruins reverse retro will be similar to the alternate jersey that they wore from 1995 to 2006. The Bruins introduced new uniforms to coincide with uh, the opening of their new arena, which was then known as the Fleet Center. Um, There was a new look to the home and away jerseys, a new shoulder patch taking Meth Bear off the table, 
and replacing it with a big brown bear head that was affectionately called Pooh Bear in honor of Winnie the Pooh. That home and away set also included a gold alternate jersey which featured Pooh Bear as the main logo and it had this kind of jagged edging to it on the sleeves and at the bottom and around the neck. This jersey was worn by the likes of Ray Bork. It was worn by uh, Patrice Bergeron. The debut of Joe Thornton. My boy Kyle McLaren, no relation that I know of, wore it as well. If you look back at the Bruins from around 95 to 2006, you'll see guys wearing this jersey. Um, it was worn for 10 seasons, and again, it coincided with the opening of what is now, of course, TD Garden. Personally, I didn't love those jerseys. Again, I'm not a huge jersey guy. I didn't buy it, but it's fun, right? It's um, something that will generate buzz. It will generate sales. And the whole point of the reverse retros is to have some fun with it, to harken back to not days of yore, perhaps, but, you know, a kind of more fun time in Bruins history, late 90s, early aughts. Um, really, if you look back, there's not really a ton else you can do with a reverse retro jersey. You can go back to a more yellow spoked B. You could go to uh, just the Big B that they wore on alternates a couple seasons ago. There's kind of the Bruins written in cursive that they wore in the 40s. There was a time where they just had a number on the front of the jersey. I do like the old uh, logo where Boston kind of arcs over uh, a full picture of a bear. They could have gone with that one, but that is going back to like the 20s. I do really like that logo, actually. So it was either Meth Bear, that full bear that they wore on alternates uh, not too long ago. Eh? Like that was, I think, in the, the 2010s, perhaps, where they wore black jerseys with that bear logo with the Bruins, uh, with Boston written over it, Bruins underneath. A lot of people really hate Pooh Bear. A lot of people like Pooh Bear, tolerate Pooh Bear. A lot of people like it ironically. Um, I'm still into it. I'll be buying a toque. Uh, I should mention for the Winter Classic in 2016, they brought back that Boston Bruins with the full bear. I really did like that look. Um, so Pooh Bear really was the only one left on the table as something that they could go back to that's a bit more fun. We'll get official confirmation, I believe, around 11 a.m. I'll be sure to post it on the Twitter feed. And uh, you can 
purchase that kind of stuff probably as soon as today if you want. Uh, and again, I'll probably be ordering a toque with Pooh Bear on that if that is available. How are we feeling about Pooh Bear, friends? Let me know on the YouTube comments. Hit me up on Twitter at LockedNHLBruins or at ENC McLaren. For better or worse, it looks like we are getting it back. Other highlights around the league, the Fishermen's coming back uh, for the Islanders, I believe. Uh, I've heard rumors that there's going to be one that glows in the dark, perhaps. Uh, so it's going to be a fun day on Hockey Twitter with the reveal of all of these jerseys. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast as well. Steel Road and Flip Livingstone give you the edge to keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get podcasts. Tomorrow on Locked On Bruins, we'll of course recap tonight's game against the Ducks, preview a weekend game against the Minnesota Wild, and bring you all the latest on the Spoke to Be. Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. Hope you're all having a great week, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.